germaphobe. What's your secret, Casey? Was a question asked to me recently by uh, Sharon when I was on the back of just bragging and that I was been a good 11 months, 11 months since I've been ill. I remember it well, remember all my illness as well. I do actually contend that I get way iller than most people. So for that reason, I always just catch myself monitoring my illnesses, like make a little mental note, like yeah, November of 2019, that was a pretty fucking bad one. Classic, classic sore throat, chest infection. You know, you've all had it a million times before don't know why I get them worse than most. I have a theory, I have two theories. <laughs> uh, one is that because I'm a singer and I use my voice a lot and I strain my voice a lot and I you know, have some nights of just big fucking singing and there'll be a little, not an unnatural strain, but my back of my throat would be feeling just a little bit pushed to its max and I feel like that just lends itself to infection you know your kind of vocal cords or maybe something I'm not doing correctly or technically correct when I sing but I can I can sing for three four hours on a big night like a dame tavern sort of night onto the international like I could be singing for hours and hours and hours and you know I always feel comfortable singing I never you know if you're if you're physically in pain when you're singing there's obviously something fundamentally wrong that you're doing but for me I would never really be in pain singing or any sort of discomfort but the next day I might just be a little bit it's like hmm push it push that larynx there to its maximum capacity there last night but my theory is that because I'd have a voice strain like I'm more susceptible to picking up viruses just a theory my second theory is that because, <laughs> try and stay with me for this one, but it's just, I don't know, it's just something I believe. I've never vote, verbalized it out loud, but, you know, I'm going to do that right now. So, you know, feel free to fucking run this theory into the ground. But uh, it's my belief that you're either, you know, there's a kind of listener versus talker spectrum. I'm definitely more of a listener than a talker. Not saying I'm a really good listener, but I'm just not really good talker so i end up just like listening to other i was listening to my mate johnny going on a rant earlier about how uh barack obama's uh birth cert was never produced and there's some questions that need to be answered i'm interested to hear that even though i don't believe there's any credibility to that he was also leaning towards donald trump which you know obviously means that discredits him quite a bit but my point is that like i will happily listen to people all day long like, I will happily, if the option is you can either listen or you can talk, I will always go for listen. So I find myself, like, in a one-on-one -on -one situation, like, beer in hand, close proximity, and some, invariably, lad is just, like, talking at me. Like, I find myself in that environment quite a lot, and that's obviously uh, a red flag in terms of contracting illnesses or viruses. Just theories, but... There you go. Glass half full sort of a broadcast this. It's like given the year that we've all had uh, coronavirus wise, is there any kind of positive perspectives to be taken from it? Personally, I think that we're all much smarter to the world of infectious disease. I think we've all educated ourselves in some respect. I used to think I was really up on um, infectious disease and how these sort of viruses transmit, for example. And 
yeah, I probably wasn't. For example, I was a big hand washer, but I actually didn't think soap did that much. I was just, I was only uh, like, no, I only use antibacterial gel, which is completely being debunked. Soap is infinitely better than using antibacterial gel. Uh, you know, keep your hands clean, keep your face clean, don't touch your face. I knew all that. But then there's other stuff like, you know, exposure to viruses and it's called fomite transition where you're, yeah, that's a little blown out of abortion, like touching a handle after touching another person who's infected touches a handle, for example. You don't really contract that much. Um, I mean, she's like, go on about this. The incubation period, we contract the virus on Monday and you don't actually start showing signs till Thursday of the following week. 10 days being asymptomatic or pre-symptomatic. That was all just a huge eye-opener to me. Like 14-day isolation. I think that's a real shooting in the foot sort of a scenario. I don't really... Like there probably have been cases where you have had the virus for 14 days but haven't had any symptoms and on the 14th day you start feeling a bit unwell. It's like, really? I picked this up two days, two weeks ago today? Really? Like, what day is today? Uh, Thursday. Like, where was I two Thursdays ago? There's no way I picked up a virus 14 days ago and I'm only starting to feel it now. I was like, really? But well, apparently the science is there to back it up. The biggest one with these viruses, you know, there's, there are lots of viruses, uh, like hundreds of them. But there's like, there's like six or seven coronaviruses, I think. But obviously the COVID-19 the, has been the big talking one this year. But the big one of that is that like, it's just, it's just an aerosol. It's just, I mean, the reality is that in the same way that you go walking in the supermarket and all of a sudden you can smell perfume and you're like, oh, I must be coming up to, oh yeah, I mean, I'm in the perfume aisle. Yeah, it's Ireland's biggest laundry section I hear. But the fact that you smelt that perfume, that's pretty much the exact same as what the virus is. Just being in around the air that is contaminated. Unfortunately, just people talking at you from, like, you know, a two meter distance. And then you have to factor in the whole issue of indoor air versus outdoor air. But the reality is this virus just floats around in the air and you can just breathe it in. All of this stuff amongst many, many other pieces of knowledge I've garnered this year has, you know made it an interesting year in some respects and when i was kind of like in that 11 month period i've been sick in 11 months i was pretty much bragging to my friend sharon about that fortunately sharon was one of these people who asks a question and then doesn't listen to the answer at all a bit like a, an immediate casey family member who shall remain nameless but anyway Gargling salt water on a very regular basis, excessive hand washing and washing of the face only when your hands are definitely, definitely, definitely clean. These are like a few little steps I've added to my uh, understanding, added to my artillery, I suppose, in terms of combating off virus. That's how I've lasted 11 months without getting sick. That was all well and good up until maybe like a week ago when I got fucking sick again. Rest assured, I mentioned that like when I get ill, I tend to get a hell like my illnesses are like eight, nine, ten out of tens all the time, eight minimum. And this illness that I got this month in October of 2020 was your average cold that I think your average person gets. I've had a six out of ten cold for a few days, and I am fine with that. I don't know why that is. I don't know why I've had a 6 out of 10 cold. 
like an average uh, bit of the sniffles, uh, sore throat, bit of head pressure, all the usual crack, but like a hell of a lot milder than any illness I've ever had. Why? I don't know. I can only speculate. Maybe it's because I gargle salt water regularly. Maybe it's because I've started washing my face regularly. Maybe it's because of my excessive hand washing. Ting, my landlord, was in here the other day and he was uh, helping me. He was just like, you know, off his own bat helping me with the ongoing fucking saga of my work permit that I won't go into now. Get me on this work permit. <laughs> Swear to fuck. <laughs> hard to stop me. Anyway, he came in and just helped me fill in a form in Vietnamese. And after about 10 seconds of him being in my apartment, I was like, this cunt is sick as a plane to lord. She's just there coughing and sneezing everywhere. And I was just having a panic attack. I was like, get this prick out of my apartment. I don't care, forget about the police clearance form that you're helping me fill in. I don't, I don't care about any of that. Please, I'll pay you to leave my apartment right now. And he's there, no, no, it's okay. I was like, no, honestly, I don't think you understand the extent to which I'm a germaphobe. This is my relatively small one-bedroom studio apartment space that I like to try and keep, you know, virus-free. And then you're just in here, uh, you know, using the pen that I usually use. And he takes my phone and starts, like, trying to look up something on my phone. It's like, oh, no, the contaminant is touching my phone. I mean, he's there smiling and just being as friendly as you can be in his broken English, helping me fill out my Garda checkpoint. No, it's not Garda, my police clearance form, to give it its correct title. And all I want is for him to be out of my space. Please don't be in any contact with me. I don't think you understand. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind, but he regularly tells me to put my face mask on when going to the shop. And I'm like, no, that's not how... A, that's not how face masks work. B, you're sick as fuck. You should be wearing the face mask. Don't, like, honestly, don't be coming in here coughing and sneezing all over the place. If you're sick, I do have nothing to sympathy for you. But please don't be in here. And that's just the world we live in now. That's, that's information turned into knowledge and just manifests itself in fear. Now I'm just a person who is fearful of other people. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is fear.